Uh, the, sometimes the best things that are talked about happen off the air. And uh, my, my conclusion, without getting into it too, too, too much, sometimes we all need to have a shot to get over ourselves, right? Well, I think uh, we were talking about changing your opinion, being stuck yep. in your opinions uh, about certain things. And, you know, I think in this, especially for a, for a guy, and, and I've heard this from other former players that sit in this seat and, and guys that were way better football players than me, I think the hardest part when you're fresh off being a football player, for a guy like let's just say Matt Ryan, sometimes it can be hard to have strong opinions about things because you know, like it's it's hard for Matt Ryan to have a strong opinion on Desmond Ritter because you know what the struggles might be yeah. or what he's going because through because he, uh, he he's empathetic, right? He's empathetic. He, he remembers guy. when he was a rookie. So of course, he was much a, more successful. When you are a sure. when you are anybody sitting in these chairs, sometimes you're you're being told, "Hey, you have to have strong opinions," and you do, and I think we all do for the most part. But it is also okay to sit here at times and say, you know what, I didn't think about that. I think life is far more interesting when uh, you are constantly excited about the notion of having your mind changed about something, not being so dogmatic about everything. Life is a lot more interesting when you're that way. When I first got in this business, I saw everything from a fan perspective because that's all I was. I was a fan. And when I started working with Dave Archer, he he taught me the player perspective. Right. And he was like, this is how – we, you know, we, uh, the guys that are playing, you know, and the guy in the locker, this is how he looks at these things. And what it did was it opened my eyes to the fact that, you, you know, there's, there's, two, there's different worlds in this thing, and this is – everything is different. If you can see both sides of it, yep. normally you can find the best way to either talk about it, explain it, or give a, an opinion on it without, you know – there's so many often we, we hear guys just get belittled. Like, guys behind the microphone would belittle the players and stuff, you know, and just t- talk. I've never done that. I've never, I would never say anything that I wouldn't say to a player's but face. You, and you, but you played a college sport. Yeah. And I did not. I, you know, it was a couple of years of high school, bad high school soccer, and from, my, <laughs> from me, not from the team, you know, and, and that was it. And so it's, it's really, when you see, you kind of see what they go through, what those right. are. It's you completely get a different viewpoint of it. Well, you remember when we had Arch on and he was kind of defending Desmond. I go, I understand why you do that because you have a lot of compassion and empathy for him because you've been through it. Yeah, and that's kind of a good way to be. I can't tell you how many times I've almost climbed across this table when when Bo is too critical of offensive line play. (laughs) Like you know, hey, that guy got his butt whooped. I'm like, well, you on the other on the other 80 snaps of the game, he did okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's an unfortunate uh, truth when it comes to football these days. All right, we want to hear your uh, Super Bowl plans. 404-726-0929. Second uh, most food consumptive day behind uh, Thanksgiving, by the way. Let's uh, go down to Griffin and uh, DJ. What, what, Mike? No, go ahead, DJ. What's up, Mike Mafia? Whip, whip, whip! Sit down, Bo. Hey, hey, hey start man, the day off right. Quick question, man. Quick question. Well, y'all was naming off those two-time MVPs. Who all did y'all name again? Uh, there was Steve Young. There was Montana. Montana. There was Brady. There was Rodgers. Uh, Pat Mahomes. Favre. Favre. The yeah. names you would expect. Yeah. Much. Lamar. Oh, okay, okay, man. I, I, I thought I didn't hear Mahomes on the radio. Oh, we, yeah, we messed it up. Angry. No, DJ, we messed it up the first time around. We took ownership for it, though. But we came back around to it. 
All right, fellas. Well, hey, man, my wake-up call is for all the teachers, man. Get up, man. It's Friday, man. It's Friday. We done made it to another day, man. Let's get it. Hey, hey, there's no doubt about that. I'm glad he brought that up. I do have to say one thing. My wife is a school counselor. It's National School Counselor Week. I don't want the week to go by without me saying that. I hope you got all your shopping done. Yeah. (laughs) National School Counselor Week, man. Knocking it out. Man, sometimes Tribble says stuff. I just sit there and all of a sudden I'm like, wow. Wow. Because it's funny, but it just it's kinda of like the glitter comment yesterday had you. Like that had me. I was just, <laughs> we got all your shopping in. But our obligatory stripper conversation. Yeah. Well, you know, you gotta have one once a week. What'd you say, uh, collar dollar? What what is the uh, little phrase? <laughs> Pop your collars and drop your dollars. It's chastity to the main stage. <laughs> My daughter's a dancer. Again, National School <laughs> Counselor Week. I love you. I love yeah, you, my wife. that's how you prepare. Uh, I love you, my wife. All right. <laughs> that's what Lindsay's doing. I like this name. We got Bryce in Dallas, like Bryce Dallas Howard, the actor, right? Yeah. In our name. What's up, yeah. Bryce in Dallas? Go ahead, Bryce. Hey, good morning, guys. What's up, man? Uh, nothing much. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. I've uh, been listening since you um, since you and Fricky, and I uh, really got to say, love the morning show. Put a smile on my face every day. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, and in saying that, uh, Mike Mafia, bam, 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 bam. it's two nothing. Mike Mafia. Well, it's two nothing today. We lead the week. The gonna, nation leads the week. I Let's owe, not forget I, that. I owe Bryce double uh, for for both those comments. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, wake-up calls for Hawks fans. I, I didn't really see a good trade to make. Uh, I feel like the DeJounte Murray experiment was a bust. Um, and so, what we got to do is kind of retool everything. And if we did that now, we would have been out of the play-in tournament as, um, as special as that is. So, I wanted to get y'all's thoughts. I mean, I love Big O as a center, and I'd love to see him start and saying that. So if we could trade Capella, where do y'all think we could go with that? Uh, thanks for taking my call, and have a great Friday. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I think as, as as talks kind of progressed, we talked about this a little bit earlier, Bryce. As talks kind of progressed, I think Capella was the one that they would have they would have loved to to package, right? And, and and I said this earlier, if you'd have told me four years ago when they, when they drafted double O as a number six pick or number five pick or whatever he was, that both those guys would be on the roster four years later, I'd have told you you were crazy. That could not have been the game plan. And yet here we sit. But I will say this. Sometimes the best moves are the ones you don't make. And we'll see how it all pans out. But maybe you get more value out of DJ this summer. So we'll see what happens. Oh, by the way, Wake Up Call brought to you by Farmer's Dog. What sorcery is this in this wonderful dog food? Well, the effects can feel magical. Go to farmersdog.com slash no magic. Get 50% off your first box. All right, let's go to uh, Chase down in Jefferson, home of that legendary high school track tournament known as the Jefferson Relays. Hello, Chase. <laughs> hey, good morning, guys. Hey, first things first, Squid Nation. Uh, We're on the clock. We're clocked in. Uh, that's right, Chase. Uh, Way to bring it. That's, that's right. You know, I was, I was, uh, I was misled. I, I spilled out my transfer papers. I went on an official visit to Mike's Mafia, but oh, wow. I know you guys have never seen me in person, but I'm six foot one sixty. Uh, they would have taken two of me to fill up a guard shack. Because so you're five foot home. nothing, a hundred nothing. <laughs> I was a nobody before I joined the nation. <laughs> the guard shack. Nah, 
Rob, I got I got two kids. The, the dad bod is on my heels, man. I've been on my grind, which leads to my uh, leads to my my uh, my wake up call. So, I, like I said, I I'm always trying to eat healthy, drink nothing but water, but I do drink like my father and his father before him. Every proud Squid Nation member, I drink almost exclusively cheap domestic beer, and I usually drink straight from the can. High but life PBR for me, baby. Day, That's something we can all get behind. I'm a Miller. I'm, I'm a Miller Lite guy, but hey, I always drink from the can, but in the honor of the late, great Toby Keith, I will be drinking out of red Solo Cups <laughs> this weekend. Rest in <laughs> peace, Toby Keith. Have a good weekend. Go Niners. Beautiful call. Uh, it's Christmas morning call. and Daddy Chase is drunk again. That Be- might be about call. his uh, – you know, I don't like to give even, out perfect was, scores, but – Even though that was a nation member, that was a beautiful if call. If the judges were holding up the scorecards right now, there might be tens across the board. I want to thank Squid Billy Ten. Just right. thank him. I was a nobody before I joined the nation. That's right. Leave it to the nation to bring the heat and bring a perfect call. All right, Evan's up there in Cobb County. Good morning, Evan. What you got? Good morning, fellas. Happy Friday. Yeah, same to you. Uh, I think the wake-up call is for me because apparently I only call in when it comes to food conversations. I called in about the barbecue sides earlier this week and then uh, the Jameson Williams McDonald's special a couple months ago. Uh, <laughs> but my Super, my Super Bowl food, um, it, depending on how the weather is, because I don't have a whole lot of coverage, but I uh, might throw some wings on my Weber Smoky Mountain uh, with some pecan chunks and let those get all nice and crispy and smoky. Uh, but if it's kind of weather and rainy and crummy like it might be, uh, my wife has done this amazing thing where she makes her uh, homemade mac and cheese, and then she puts it in a pie crust and then covers it with, like, a lattice of bacon and then bakes that. Oh, my God. And that stuff uh, is ridiculous. So, oh my God. Uh, again, it's me calling about food. But what else is new? Uh, and um, not uh, uh, before I go, uh, definitely a member of Triple Tribe. Yes. Y'all need to get a founder for that. <laughs> On the board. On the board. Well, I think you can be it, uh, E. And I tell you what, you, you – you oh, my God, can I get the recipe, whatever he was just talking about? I Jesus, need, that sounded good. I want I a need lattice pictures. of bacon on my neck. Yeah, a lattice of bacon <laughs> sounds wonderful. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I t- first off, I want a picture of that when it's done. And so now I hope it rains so his wife makes that. Yeah. But uh, dude, you can call this show five days a week at 8 o'clock and give a wake-up call about food. And you will say, never be. Never. In fact, if you say that, We'll move you right yeah, to the front. I was going to say, even if you are a member Dylan, of Tribbles you're group. calling about food. You'll yeah. be number one in the rank. The Wake Up Call Hall of Fame, right? <laughs> you can become the third member of Tiffany's villain group. As long as you're talking about food, we'll move you right to the beginning. Tiffany's I love heels. that she's gone full, full heel. Tiffany's heels. She's going to come in with that darkened beard now, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> like Hulk Hogan. I don't, Hollywood Tiffany. I don't, I don't, I still doubt if she can hold up to the rigors and the stress and the pressure of being the hill because it. Being a hill is a full-time job. And she's a little lethargic at times, what you're saying, right? A little, we'll, we'll, a little isolated and lethargic. We're not going to get to him, but I just will, will, the the president of Mike's Mafia. I mean, the guard shack. I just, I, yeah. I, I just want him to know that I was trying to urge him towards the top of this call list. All right. And uh, we're not going to get to him, but, Will, I see you, buddy. Thanks well, for calling. I guess we're going to do uh, picks for Sunday, aren't we, next? And then we're leading up to, uh, Got to. Life of Squid and then uh, Steakhouse. Well, well is, uh, Zeno in for steak, or is it steak and Zeno? Uh, I think it's Zeno and Sandra. We have um, Eric at home uh, at eight forty. Talk a little oh. uh, NFL Super Bowl. So we'll do next. We'll do the picks and uh, the life of Squid. Where well, I didn't prepare. I just showed up, so I had no idea about it's that. It's all right. That's why I'm here, Robbie. <laughs> all right. Some morning shift sports radio nineteen ninety eight. We're gonna get on down now.
We're talking all things Atlanta sports and beyond. This is the morning shift. Make some noise! On Sports Radio 929 The Game. This hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Welcome back to the morning shift. Rob Triple in for uh, Tiffany. She'll be back on uh, Monday. And uh, of course, we got Super Sunday coming up. 12 teams have never won a Super Bowl. And of course, the Falcons are among them. And well, the 49ers looking to win their sixth. That would tie Pittsburgh for, uh, I'm sorry, not Pittsburgh, but um, the Patriots for the most. Uh, Steelers have five, right? I guess it's just me. Steelers I... and Pats have six. 49ers, five. Cowboys, five. Packers and Giants, four. I think it's just because I grew up in the South, maybe. Um, the 49ers are such a sleeper blue blood team. I think when you think of NFL Blue Bloods, I don't know that 49ers jump to the top of your list immediately. They still do for me. Okay. I b- so. Because I think I think it's just evident of a, of an era that's probably a little bit before my viewership. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, for good reason. But then my, my, my personal NFL viewership starts with the Cowboys runs and things like that. I was born in 87. So I don't, I don't really – I don't think of the 49ers as this, like, I just don't think you think of the 49ers like a passionate fan base, you know, like you would the, the Pittsburgh and some of those teams. I don't know. They're called the faithful. Right. I, I, I agree with you. I just think it's, think it's been passionate. one of those things that's opened my eyes recently because I'm like, you know what? They deserve a lot more credit than I probably give them personally. Well, we they were not a very good franchise until that till Walsh took over in, the, in those 80s runs. Uh, I mean, I know they had some t- some some years with, with John Brody at quarterback right. in the sixties, I think. Um, yeah, they yeah. had a pulse here and there. Yeah, they, yeah, I think they got to an NFC championship with him, if I'm not mistaken. But you know. but I remember Randy Cross, you know, because uh, uh, and and getting to know him over the years yep. and working with him, and he had talked about it wasn't very fun when he first got there. Yeah, that first year, what seventy nine, I think, or seventy eight. Yeah, when his rookie years, it uh, wasn't fun at all. But here in Atlanta, we remember that. Uh, I know you more than me, but I grew up too, where it was the old NFC West, and they beat our yeah. brains in every and weekend. That's why I hate him so every much. time we play him twice to, a year. Because I have to see the highlights on NFL films of a Forty Nine er retrospective of their Super Bowl win, and they were just victimizing the Falcons left and right. Falcons were like forty percent of their highlights. It seemed like. Yeah, and so so they they really are, and and this is they've got five Super Bowls, but this is their. Um, this is their eighth appearance, I think, in the Super Bowl because I know they've lost. Uh, they lost in twelve, lost to the Chiefs, and they lost in nineteen. Yeah, and this would be this is those. So they're five and two. If, I, if I'm not wrong, they're five and two in Super Bowls, and so uh, this would be this would be their eighth appearance, which is close to the top, if not the top, right? Because the, the Patriots have made it eight times. I know, or no. They no, the Patriots. The Patriots made 11. it twice without Brady, right? And then they made it. Well, remember, their first one was that '86, and the Bears just demolished. Yeah, them. and then they made it '90, '96 uh, when they lost to the Packers. And then, and then Brady made it nine times. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're eleventh. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. If wow. one for Eli Manning, he'd have nine rings. <laughs> See, you mean first ballot Hall of Famer yeah. Eli Manning? That's yeah. what you're talking about. I, but that's what I'm a lot to be said when you uh, rise to the occasion against who you rise against. See what happens. We're just. We're just an, another great quarterback away from. We could have that's that run. That these teams go on these runs. I mean, the Steelers went on runs. The Cowboys went. The Niners went on runs. Like, I mean, the the Patriots went on the run. The Chiefs are now in the middle of their run. Like, uh, most of the most you know, 
These franchises, they have these runs. It's just crazy how, how long the Patriots' run lasted. That's what that's the most unbelievable part of that entire thing is that their run lasted 18 years. I, I mean, that's insane. We, and it's all surrounds the quarterback. Well, that's the thing. It, 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 I'll always say that it was not one or the other. It was both. That, that was the reason why they won titles. But the longevity, the longevity should go more to Brady. And what and the reason why I say that is because the reason they had an 18-year run was because he played till he was 46 years old. And I yeah. know the last three years he wasn't there, but not a lot of guys. Joe Montana might have won seven Super Bowls if he does. He got to the, uh, he got to the AFC Championship game with the Chiefs and lost it. Yeah, uh, into the to the Bills that year. Yeah, 93, I think. It, it was. It just takes such a certain or 94 person. actually, maybe a certain person to want to do that. Patrick Mahomes is not going to be that guy. He doesn't need Patrick to be. Mahomes, and he did, but Tom Brady didn't need to be. He didn't need to be. There was no reason for Tom Brady to play until he was 46. He had done everything possible by the time he was 35. Because he just loves to play. Yeah, his I just love don't, of the game. I don't think Patrick Mahomes will ever be that. I don't know that anybody will ever do that again. I think hey, We've sat here and talked about 36-year-old Kirk Cousins and how long he has left. I, three years. Right, I mean, I don't see him playing into his forties. He's not going to play into his forties. Well, he doesn't need to when you got one hundred and seventy-five million in the bank. Right? Yeah, none of them. None of them do. And, and I just, I think Patrick Mahomes. I would be shocked if in five years he's still playing. He just strikes me as a guy that's going to have opportunities. Money aside, right? Money aside, he's going to have plenty of opportunities to do a million different things because right now he is the golden boy. He is the face of the NFL. And in five years, I'd be shocked if he's still. Suiting back up and trying to do this. So, uh, but what if he? What if he wins this year? Does that galvanize him to try to get to? Six I think switches? it does. I think it does. I think then he's going to set his sights. But it. Uh, we talked about it earlier. How much longer does Andy Reid do it? Andy mm-hmm. Reid says he's not hanging him up anytime soon. But also Mahomes' buddy Travis Kelsey. How long does he want to do it? Because he's going to have other avenues as well. Well, they're so. going to have to replace. A, a, they're going to have to start replacing guys because they. Travis Kelsey has been. You know. Mahomes is the guy, but Travis Kelsey's the only reason one of the, one of the only reasons offensively they've been able to to continue this run this year because he has been there at pivotal moments. I know he had this bad stretch, but he's been pivotal for them. All right, you want to do predictions? Uh, well, I want to hear what your plans are Sunday. I'll just go to my bar like I always do and, and watch with my fifteen to twenty buddies. You know, my buddy does a party um, every year. He does a Masters party that we all get to, and then we we do we try to do a Super Bowl party. He's doing the party again. I always smoke something, so uh, <laughs> he food. Yeah, food. yeah. Uh, smoking meat. I mean, I thought it was kind of yeah. there's edibles too. I mean, I thought it was kind of yeah. obvious. Um, but so I, I said, dude, what do you want me to? I had this pizza thing that I was gonna make that I was like I was gonna. It was like this thing I saw you just throw dough and, and pepperoni and mozzarella and you throw it in like a, a cake. Uh, bowl, and then you put something in the middle, almost like a bunt cake type thing, but then it's pizza, and then you cut it up, and then you flip the little cup upside down, and you put marinara in it. It's like a dipping, like a cheesy bread, like a pizza bread. That doesn't sound bad at all. No, but I was going to do it on the Traeger, but he's like, hey, I was hoping you could do like a pork butt or something, so I'm doing a, I'm going to do a butt. Mike, what you doing? You going to get your meathead friends over there? Uh, no, we got to, listen, man, uh, 6.30 kick. Yeah, no, it's close to bedtime for the kids. We got, <laughs> we got another uh, another couple friend of ours that are coming over with a couple young kids, and they're like, hey, by the way, we're going to leave at halftime. I was like, I don't blame you. I had to get those kids in bed uh, before Monday morning. So All right. I do have predictions uh, if you would like to do that right Let's now. Let's do it right My now. My prediction is very simple. I have been jaded by the uh, what happened to Alabama this year. 
they were struggled offensively for much of the first half of the season. Kicked it in gear against Georgia, but eventually things come back to what you are and what your identity is mm-hmm. when it when it really counts. Interesting point. I'll Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs struggled for a great part of this season. At at certain times, they looked like they couldn't do anything. And I think that when the when the when the stage is the grandest. I think they'll fall back to that. I think they'll struggle offensively. I think the Chiefs will. I think you're going to double and bracket and everything else against Kelsey. Somebody else needs to make a play. Uh, they won't have that problem with San Fran. San Fran's going to get it done. Yeah, I think I think Brock Purdy can shut up a lot of people on Sunday, but he's got to play within himself and within that system and with that offense. And he maybe he should maybe he should resign himself. Say, hey, I'm just the tenth best player. I'm just going to make the easy open plays and not try to do too much. He does that. I think San Francisco, all in all, is the better team. Uh, that, you know, I've been wrong. I go seem to go halfway on every pick anyways. I get half of them wrong, half of them right. But I, I like I like San Francisco. I think Kyle Shanahan is, is, is scheming. He knows how important this game is for him personally and his legacy. I think San Francisco gets it done too. Here's what I think. I think uh, the Chiefs struggle bust it most of the day, and then Pat Mahomes pulls a rabbit out of his hat. Chiefs win it 27-24, then Travis Kelsey drops to a knee and proposes to Taylor Swift as the confetti is falling. Woof. There you go. It's time for a look back. Into the mind of Squid Billy. Hey, he might even talk sports. This is the life of Squid on The Morning Shift. Brought to you by Baron Burton's Breakfast Sauce. So good you'll want breakfast all day. Go to thebreakfastsauce.com or find a retailer near you. That's right, a little Super Bowl Friday here. Uh, we're a week away from having a Daytona Friday, and that means it's NASCAR season. And I got invited by this guy I know that sits next to me every uh, every day. Sounds like a cool cat. And uh, he's all right. He's got his moments. And he said, hey, be a part of our NASCAR Fantasy League. Obviously, I'm a big NASCAR guy. And I said, all right, cool. And so I'm sitting at dinner last night at Cancun's, and uh, I had my margarita. Shout out to my guys at Cancun's. And... Um, I get a text from Mike, and he says, prepare yourself. And I don't know what is about to come, because he keeps telling me how this fantasy league is something that you need to be prepared for and, and, and always be on, on basically head on the swivel. But yeah. the text matches this version. True. I take very few things in my life as seriously as I do commissioner of this league. So then I get a text, and uh, there's a video in it. And it was, uh, it was a NASCAR legend, former crew chief, Larry McReynolds. And uh, this is what it sounded like. In just 10 days. Now, Mike, your commissioner, he tells me that you guys are a bunch of Bama, Auburn, and Florida fans. You know what? I won't hold that against Auburn and Florida. Like Mike, who I know played for Nick Saban, I am a huge Crimson Tide fan. Florida, I don't know when the last time you beat Alabama. And, you know, we only have two things in Alabama. We have Talladega and we have Tuscaloosa. Auburn's close enough to the Georgia line. We just let Georgia, the state of Georgia, claim Auburn. <laughs> Larry goes on a two-and-a-half, the three-minute video, yeah. and I'm like, when's this? He's giving shout-outs to guys in the league. I'm like, when's this guy going to stop? It was unbelievable. Um, far and away, the, 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 the strangest uh, fan, uh, 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 fantasy opening text I've ever gotten from a commissioner. And then there's this list, Rob. You know, you and I don't like rules in our lives. I mean, it was like the the, the text was, I'm, I mean, like. It was about a yard long. And wow. it was all of these just 
rules. Like a scroll you unroll. Yeah, and you got to do this, and you can't do that, and this, and that, and that, and this. I was like, Very particular. I'm a rule follower. Yeah. Man. I don't need and then, stepping uh, out of line. And then it was said in there that you can't text about anything but the Fantasy League in there. And I wake up to 50 text messages this morning <laughs> of anything but the Fantasy League. And I was like, well, I guess somebody's broke the rule. I got, Bingle. I got, I got, I'm going to I'm gonna have to say something. Bingle. I'm not going to say names, but his name's Bingle. Yeah. And toilet paper rolls, I guess, right? <laughs> Strippers. Uh, this hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to markspain.com and get to packing. At home, NFL.com going to join us. And we're going to dig more deeply into that Super Bowl on Sunday. This is Sports Radio 929 The Game. Back to more of the morning shift with Tiffany, Mike, and Bo on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Welcome back to the morning shift. Rob Triple in for Tiffany. She'll be back on Monday. Without further ado, let's go out and talk to uh, a gentleman that immerses his professional life and his personal life in the NFL, NFL.com's own Eric Edholm, the pride of the University of Missouri. Now, Eric, how much money did uh, somebody just pump into the University of Missouri? Did I read that story correctly? Yeah, you did. Uh, I believe the final total was like sixty. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying it. Sixty-two million dollars. I wow. think. Uh, yeah. I mean, I told you. Who knows? These days, college athletics just feels like a like a a wild uh, post-apocalyptic world where everybody's sort of scrapping for what they can and you know the has and the have nots and all that. We'll see, man. It's uh, it's exciting, I guess. But all right, before we get to the uh... Mizzou, where you losing, man? Before we get to uh, the uh, Super Bowl, best quarterback fit for the Falcons in your eyes? Good question. Um, I think Justin Fields makes a lot of sense. I mean, obviously, he's a Georgia kid. That's a nice story. But, I mean, I think given the kind of the makeup of the of the roster, you know, I think a strong offensive line or a better offensive line than, than most units around the league, assuming they can keep it. You know, mostly intact this offseason. We'll see. Um, obviously, some some – Longer, big play weapons in, in London and Pitts, a run game with, with Robinson, et cetera. You know, Algier, obviously, I don't know what they'll do with, with Cordero. But, you know, I mean, that makes sense for a defensive coach, too, to have kind of a running dual-threat quarterback. I mean, I could, I could see that pairing making some sense. Now, we don't know what Chicago's going to do. You know, we don't know what the Bears' plans are. I know that the, the general consensus around the league you know, you talk to other teams, Bears aren't saying right now, but you, you talk to people who, you know, sort of seeing the landscape a little bit, and they feel like if you want fields, you can have them. Like, you can, you can, you make a strong enough offer, they're going to listen. So, that's, that's got to be one I think they kick the tires on. We'll see if it comes to fruition or if the draft's a better avenue or what. All right, Eric, I'm going to let you behind the curtain for just a second. I'm talking to, to our producer, Dylan, a couple of days ago, and we're talking about the fact that we're going to be lucky enough to have you on today. And okay. as we're ha- literally as we're having this conversation, I get a push notification from my NFL app, and it is rankings for the rookies and the draft class from last year around the NFL. And, of course, I open it, and there's your name, as we're still on the phone. And I was like, <laughs> oh. So I'm like, I'm looking at it going, oh, for sure. I mean, he had to have given the Falcons an A, right? I mean, they had, they had some good rookies. No, you didn't. You gave him a B minus. Uh, and I was not expecting that. I actually think they had a pretty good draft last year, a couple of good pieces. 
Tell me what went into that process of giving the Falcons that B minus for that uh, rookie class last year. Yeah, I mean, look, this is the evidence we have so far. I was a big John Robinson proponent. I, I did not, you know, dislike the pick at eight. I know everyone said, ah, oh, but the running back value. I think there are exceptions in every case. Jameer Gibbs an exception. I think John's an exception. So I think those teams treated those players as they should have been treated, roughly. You know, I mean, that's. That was that was good selection right there. I didn't think they used him very well. I think they could have been smarter about how they kind of got him in rhythm, and yet, you know, still had the tenth most yards from scrimmage in the NFL this season. So that was good. Um, Bergeron, you know, looks like he could at least be at the at the very worst a, a middling starter, good run blocker. We'll see about the the. Um, I'm sorry, the yeah, the pass protection is just a little bit behind. I would say at this point, that was the, the book on him coming out of Syracuse. That was what I saw this year um, and I you know I got a lot of Falcons games when we do our what we see or what we learn rather on Sunday so um, you know you saw Harrison in, you know increase his snaps over the year you saw Phillips get time I don't think he even saw the field really on defense until the last half or certainly the last third of the season but yeah, it was a good group. I don't know that it was an amazing one. I don't think that beyond Bijan, you can you can count on any of these guys being stars. But so far, you know, a number of contributors. Maybe it was a little harsh. Maybe a B would have been a little bit uh, more representative. But I, I stand by that that range. I don't think it was an A, in my opinion. Yeah. Hey, well, you got to stand your ground. That's I, what we do I'm on this okay show. So we were we were. Hey, you have an opinion. You back it up. <laughs> right. We respect that. There is no hate here. I'll let it. I'll let it go. I'll I mean, although. I mean, my my rule of thumb is I think like if you get two first year like no question like for instance look at the Lions like you know look at the, how they got basically four contributors with their first four picks I mean that's tough to beat I can't put the the Falcons yet on that level even if you know I mean Bergeron turns in an All Pro and you know Clark Phillips ends up being a Pro Bowl corner or something I mean like obviously I will look back and say yeah it was a little harsh on him at first but right now. That's where I'm at. Yeah, in five years from now, you'll put Clark Phillips as an – he should have been number one overall pick. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> look, talk about this game real quick. How, I'm, I've, been, I've been going over them some stuff, and San Francisco is top five in almost every offensive category. And you turn around and you look at this Kansas City defense, they're one of the top scoring defenses and top passing defenses in the league. Yeah. How is Mike, Mike – how is Kyle Shanahan going to try to attack this Kansas City defense? Because, look – I would think run the ball, but they've got to be able to mix it up. Yeah, I think they'll they'll absolutely run the ball early. I think, in fact, you know, the the best, I think, pathway to victory, the Kansas City's defense is excellent. They are thin right now. And where they're especially thin is on the defensive line. You know, they just lost Omenahu. Derek Nottie's banged up. You know, I mean, you're asking Chris Jones to play 85% of the snaps. You know, Mike Dana's undersized. He's played a lot. George Karlaftis. I mean, all these guys. You know, uh, Wharton. All the all the pieces up front have been stretched thinner now with the snaps. And I think, you know, especially in Super Bowls, that halftime layover is no joke. I mean, like, they're in there for half an hour. It's not like a normal game. I've seen coaches in Super Bowls kind of rotate their fourth and fifth defensive linemen on the first series of games thinking, hey, let's let's put them in a 0-0 game and have them play now as opposed to the fourth quarter, right? And so I do worry about San Francisco's ability to kind of wear Kansas City down over, over the course of the game. 
Um, and I think they'll strike early. And I think the run game is kind of going to be the engineer of it because I can just tell you the Ravens regret their offensive approach, I think. I mean, I, it just seemed incomprehensible that Gus Edwards rips off a 15-yard run and then he gets pulled off the field and never doesn't touch the ball for another quarter. You know, and if they don't give McCaffrey at least 20 touches in this game, I would be shocked. All right, we got about 30 seconds, uh, Eric. Two things. Uh, are you working the game Sunday, or are you going to be watching the game from a, a dirty hotel room all by yourself, drinking out of a bottle? And what's your prediction? Uh, if it is the latter, I won't confirm or deny it. Yeah, no, I, I'll be at home. <laughs> uh, I, I went 24-18 uh, Kansas City. I know that's maybe a little low scoring, but I, be, I just have a hard time picking against Patrick Mahomes personally, <laughs> Andy Reid. I mean, again, it's nothing against Kyle and, and Brock Purdy, and they have great playmakers, but I do worry about that 49ers defense, you know, being able to stop Isaiah Pacheco and Travis Kelsey and Rasheed Rice and Mahomes for, for four quarters. And I think San Francisco gets the edge early. Kansas City eventually wears them down, and that defense wins. All right, my friend. Thank you very much. and Enjoy the game this weekend. Thank you. You too, fellas. Have me on anytime. I'll see you soon. Appreciate it, man. He'll be alone in a dirty hotel room. <laughs> with a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> That's Eric Edholm, NFL.com. Does good work. Going to come back and it off to the steakhouse. We got a Zeno in for a steak. It's going to be Zeno and Sandra. It's the Next, Zen House. The Zen House. Sports Radio 929 The Game.